Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning. What is it? Uh, yeah, it is morning. It's morning. <laughs> it's it, it's morning on Martin Luther King Day. We got it's, even though it's a holiday, we're still here, Theodis. Yes, sir. I'm so 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 grateful to be here. I feel like you've got a pretty, and I'm going to let you run with this today. By the way, I just I'm actually going to be on and listen only more in the background, but because I, I mean I'll, I'll jump in if you need me. But I, I just I saw the topic. I'm like there, I can, I think Theodis has got this one. If there's anyone who can speak to your topic today. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks for putting the pressure on and then then lead them bailing, Jesse. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, so, so tell everyone what your topic is in case they don't know. What, what's, what, what are we diving into today? Uh, today we're talking about why, you know, on ch- why is change necessary? And I came up with uh, this is I was actually going through change and going through some change. And I was really trying to break it down. Like, why am I putting myself in this uncomfortable state to make a difference in my life. And then I came up with, you know, complacency hinders all necessary growth experiences. And I, and I, I, I had to, I sat with that and I, and it resonated with me like, mm, that's why it's, it's important. I mean, think about it. Mother nature has it already figured out. There's four seasons for a reason, right? There is no, you know, we right now we're in winter. And let's just pause for a second. Like, what are some of the things that happens in winter? Anybody want to chime in? What what happens in winter, winter time? I'm going to start it off until no one else, in case if no one else says anything, because please guys jump in. This is more fun when we're interactive. So I'm going to say in winter, things go into hibernation. They, they, they slow down their growth. They kind of like, sometimes they freeze, sometimes depending on the plants, they actually, they die before they have to regrow again. Am I on the right track here? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't live in winter. I live in San Diego. So I'm just guessing. I mean, here it's like, it's summer all year round, but you know, I'm just a guess. We also get rain, right? And then we get snow. And then guess what? Mother Nature says, you know what? Enough of that. Let's switch it up to spring. And then in spring, that snow melts. It creates a river. You know, flowers bloom, things get pollinated, then, you know, we roll into summer and then fall. So but there's Mother Nature says, you know what, I need to do this at least four times. But somewhere around the down the road, human beings took that concept. And now we're, you know, you can look up life hacks like people want to be summer like for the rest of their life or people want to be one season for the rest of their life. And just on a you know, on an ev- from a uh, uh, on an evolutionary standpoint, we're not supposed to be in one place for the whole time. Um, but I also know that change is extremely uncomfortable. You know, and that's why a lot of people like to avoid it, like the plague. And I remember I was reading this thing where it says that it's harder to change how we think than it is for us to change a behavior. I thought that was interesting because, you know, also in that book, it said that you can study, you know, uh, insanity 
and, and you know, what causes insanity. But just because you study it, it doesn't mean that you're going to become sane. You know what I mean? It's like you, you study all the stuff, do your homework, insanity, and still be crazy when you're done reading that chapter. You know, it's like that doesn't solve it. Just having the information like, OK, I know why I'm insane, but damn it, I'm still crazy. Like it didn't get fixed. And so. I'm just going to expand out a little bit and put some context into the complacency, the complacency part. Now, when I first got into real estate, I remember Windows XP was the operating program at the time. And that was like, you know, the Ferrari for PCs, you know, Windows XP. But what would what would have happened if Windows did, did not, I mean, if, if they stopped rolling out upgrades? Will they have been able to keep up with, with the Mac? Who uh, remembers Blockbuster? You guys remember Blockbuster Video? Remember we used to be a thing to go on the Blockbuster Video and sometimes your movie be sold out? I mean, Block, <laughs> Blockbuster had it all wrapped up. They weren't worried about it. They were just sitting on their big, big front like we got this video locked up and we're not worried about anything at all. They were like king, you know, poop on turd island they were not worried about any competition but what happened jesse what happened to blockbuster oh okay gone gone yeah, right they got complacent and you know let's talk let's let's even expand out a little bit more you know there was uh it was 59 years ago that martin luther king uh gave the i have a dream speech now, what would have happened if, if, if us as a collective society would have really embraced that and put it into action consistently over time, right? Don't you think like a significant change would have happened? But I challenge you in this moment to really think about how much has changed in the last 59 years. Like if you're a person who doesn't really experience racism you might say man it's this place is man it the u.s is the best place it's the best thing since sliced bread right like everything's all good so much has changed in the last 59 years but if you're a person that experiences um it has been you know exposed to racism or or is experiencing racism you might be like i don't know what y'all talking about but the coast is not clear you know what i mean so it's it really what what it made me think about is like as a society, we got complacent. We had people die, you know, give gave their lives to make this this world a better place. But yet we let them do all the work and then got so consumed with our individual, you know, little glow bubbles that we forgot to do our individual part. Now, I bring that up because look at here we are 59 years later. We just celebrated a group of individuals storming the Capitol. Right. So, hmm, I have a dream storm the Capitol. You see where I'm going with this? Like we have to I won't say we have to, but it's extremely important for us to start practicing awareness and really just start with our part, you know, the equation. You know, what does my individual role 
look like in our collective society to be a, a part of the solution. Some people might not want to be a part of the solution. So I'm really just speaking to those who, you know, hear what I'm saying and how it's important for us to, you know, focus on ourselves first and stay the hell out of everyone else's cookie jar. Like get that hand out the cookie jar. That's none of your business. You know what I mean? Just stay out. Just look in the mirror, stay there. Um, but yeah, you know, complacency, Nick. Complacency, you know, I just explained it on, you know, how it can affect us as a collective society. Complacency ha- also happens in our relationships. If we get complacent in our relationship, what are the, what are the chances of it lasting long and being fulfilling and bringing us a sense of happiness? If we get complacent in our business. Now, this is where it's tricky. We can experience high levels of success in our business and still be in a state of complacency. Think about that. Just because we get to the goal or we make that, you know, that, you know, we, we, we make the money that we put on, on, on our business plan, that doesn't mean that the work stops there. And a lot of times what happens is, you know, actually success is one of the one of the things that can actually like increase the rate in which we experience it, um, complacency because of the fact that, you know, we arrive and we, you know, without thinking about it. Uh, start to incorporate that finish line syndrome. We start to act like blockbuster, and you know, what I mean, they sit on our on the on our heel, you know, and kick back. So complacency is extremely important, um, just for you to do a, a inventory check and see, okay, where am I at? Where is that at in my life today? Where where is complacency? Is is what? You know, well, one to 10, where is it at in my business? Where is it at in my relationship? Where is it at in, you know, my food or, or, or my exercise? You know, complacency is extremely important. Um, hinders. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, I'm going to give one other word that goes with complacency. I know you and I have talked about offline Piatas, which is mm-hmm. coasting. Mm-hmm. Right. Because complacency is like a big word that people might be like, I'm not complacent, but maybe they'll resonate with coasting. Right. Just like you said, you could still have success. But as you're coasting, what happens when you're coasting eventually come to a stop? Unless you're on a really big downhill at some point in time, you don't even realize you're going slower and slower. It's just kind of and that that's what you're talking about. Right. The honest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it really what it does is it it hinders us. It actually stops it, you know, I, I believe we, we, we have like a, an ability to, to, to recognize opportunities or put ourselves in, you know, the position to experience an opportunity by the, the vibration in which we operate throughout the day. And when we're complacent, it starts to lower that, you know, and then it really just slows things down to the point where we need some life draino to get poured onto the situation to unplug it. Um, so yeah, complacency hinders and it's not, go ahead. I just, I just, I've never thought of it that way, but I love what you just said. There is opportunity all around us. Let's keep this in the world of business, right? You look around, there are, there are people buying and selling houses on a regular basis that when you're in the zone, when you're feeling it, not only will you attract them to you, but you're aware of them and you can jump onto it. But when you're complacent, you're just, you're missing opportunity and you start to think there's none there because you're not even present to it. Right. I I love that concept. I never thought of it that way. You miss opportunity or, you know, 
you're if you get told no, you just go, okay, and walk off rather than keeping the conversation going and asking more questions and to flush out, oh, they really need help with this, not with that. And you, you know, you keep the conversation going and you convert more business. And it's really, you know, that hindrance affects all areas of our lives. A lot of, you know, this is not just about our businesses, you know, when we're we're complacent, it affects everything. So that's really important to think, you know, to understand that, oh, wait a minute, you know, I'm, I'm coasting or, you know, I'm coasting right now. This is, this is actually affecting everything that I'm doing right now. And next thing you know, wow, this is affecting my relationships, whether you're in a marriage or with, with a partner or, you know, your kids, you know, uh, every now and then I have to do that, inter- that inventory check with my family because, you know, a lot of times when we know that people love us and they're going to be with us no matter what, those are usually the ones that, you know, uh, are, are miss out on us the most because we just know they're there. So sometimes we forget to pour into them. Um, so I, you know, that's one of the things that I make sure that I do is look at that because, you know, as a human being, no one's perfect. And I catch myself like, ooh, it's been a while before, you know, I just had a conversation with my kids and wasn't being the parent. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, dude, like easy Rambo, like just listen, you know? So, and, you know, I said it affects all, but these are necessary growth experiences. Like, I'm sure everyone was told not to touch the stove because it was hot, right? Who touched it anyway? (laughs) Who touched it anyway? I did. Uh, I'm one of those guys who's like, oh yeah, if you do that, that might might hurt really bad. Okay, and then next you know, I'm hurt really bad. But guess what? It was necessary for me to, to experience it in order to understand for me to take the lesson home. I'll share a quick story with you one time. I was one of those kids that I went to school and did good and that stuff, but there were days where I did not want to go to school, right? I even went so far to throw some water on the floor, lay in the water as I, like I slipped in the floor and I took a cast iron skillet and I go, go, and I hit it on my head and I was trying to make a knot, right? So it looked like I fell and I was so woozy. I couldn't go to school. And I, I went to my auntie and I showed her, I was like, I fell down and it hurt. She looked at me. She was like, boy, you still going to school. I was like, oh man, I did all that stuff and it still didn't work. And where did I, what, what is my point? That was necessary for me to realize that sometimes the Otis, you just have to go to school no matter what. You can put all this energy into justifying or even creating this scene and, and being uh, over, you know, dramatic so that you can avoid doing what you need to do. And I say that because a lot of times when we are in a in the season and it's time for us to change, especially in our businesses, um, a lot of times we get stuck even though we're no, you know, we're experiencing a level of discomfort or, or just a level, a low level misery, sometimes lightweight depression. But for some reason, 
um, we are afraid or the the thought of going through some some other temporary discomfort keeps us you know from experiencing that necessary you know growth experience because a lot of times it has to do um, with the unknown and you know in order a lot of times if we stay in that same season all the time there's other experiences you know that you know that we have to you know have a part of our life and and in doing that you know there's a the growth factor now i know that for me and a lot of us that we don't grow if all we do is spend time and energy on the things that we're really really good at you know would you agree like after a while, when you start doing things and you 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 wake up in your day and it's it's automatic and you can do it with your eyes closed or you have someone else doing it for you, like is the needle moving or are we just su- sustaining something that we worked really hard to build? It's it's a really tough balance, right? Like I, I always say, I don't know where I got this from. Some coach along the way said, uh, "Double down on your strengths." and surround yourself with people that can help your weaknesses. But you're right. You still do need to work a little bit on your weaknesses or put yourself in that growth. That's why I like Agent Power Huddle. You have this growth-minded just awareness that even at some point in the time in your day, because all day long, I'm trying to double down on my strengths. But if you don't continue growing, it gets boring, right? It, it absolutely. Just, absolutely. And this thing about you double down on our strengths, and then we get so good at it. But then it's like, hmm. It's like, where do we get that excitement from? You know, for me, I get that excitement, that 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 refreshness from like doing something, being reminded like, oh, man, this is a process. Oh, man, this is like I suck at this right now. But if I keep (laughs) doing it a little bit better. Go ahead, Jess. That's my question. So, So. I just, I, that's my question. So are you saying, because I can see both sides. If, you, if you're working on something you're already really good at, but continuing to push to get better, to grow, that's one thing. But are you saying you literally seek out opportunities where you are going to suck at them? Or I do that both? now. Before, that was, that was that's way too much. That's like, time out, coach. Take me out. No, no, no. You're, you're, you, you, you're doing too much. We're not doing all that. But now I do it because it's like, it, it keeps my energy up, you know? Um, it it just makes me feel like I'm, you know, that place of unknown, which used to horrify me. Now that's the place I go to because I feel like we have more than just one superpower, Jesse. We have multiple ones or, you know, there's other aspects of ourselves that can make that one superpower that we have better if we activate it. You know what I mean? And for me, like this, this in the, I started my Miracle Morning and I restructured it. You know, I've been doing CrossFit now for about almost five years, but I still hate burpees. I'm like, something about them, dude. They're just like, you know, if I, uh, yeah, if I could like, I, I can't even explain it. I hate them. So what I do now is when I wake up, you know, I'll do 20 to 30 burpees and, and some air squats and some push-ups before I have my coffee, you know? And I've been doing that now for a month and I still don't like burpees. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was going to ask. You just, you still don't like I, I still don't like burpees, but you know what? I do like how I feel 
bouncing off that floor when I used to go down there and get stuck. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So by doing the things that, um, you know, by doing the things that that are uncomfortable for me or do I, that I don't like, it actually enhances the, you know, the things that I'm really good at. If that makes sense. Oh, it's a hundred percent. And there's two roads we can get nerdy in it. We got about 10 minutes. So I don't know if you have how much, which direction you want to go, but um, there's the 75 hard challenge, which I talked to someone last night. She's seven days in the seven, five hard. Right. And she lives in, Indiana and one of the workouts during 75 hard is you're supposed to do at least two workouts a day, at least one of them outside. And so she said, you know, she's got, got kids and try to plan her day. And so she's doing a workout outside last night at like eight o'clock at night. It's like negative, however many degrees below whatever it was. Right. And right. she's out there, but it's, it's pushing yourself into that zone. That's uncomfortable. That does it there on the flip side. You tell me which one of these you want to dive into. There's something about the brain psychology of doing things that, you don't normally do in the same way. Even for example, if you go to the grocery store, pretend COVID's not here, you still go grocery shopping yourself. Those are, uh, raise your hand guys. How many of you guys still go to the grocery store? Anybody? I get mine delivered, but yeah. Okay, some of you still do. All right, cool. Yeah. Try this next time you go to the grocery store, the honest. Do you always tend to walk through the aisles the same way? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Next time, go the opposite way. And then purposely zigzag down the middle when you used to go out the, right? Whatever it is, if there's something about going a different way on the somewhere where you do a routine or driving home a different way that you're changing the pathways of your brain and it's causing you to put energy to groove new pathways that actually puts your brain, they've shown scientifically into a different state that does, it's the science behind what you're describing a lot of this. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, another thing to try is in your shower and you're brushing your teeth, try it with your hand, your non-dominant hand. You know, um, I read, I was I like, I, it. Did, I, I forgot when I, but at first it was like, I was literally missing my face. Like, whoa, you know, um, but I felt <laughs> like it, <laughs> I felt like it activated my brain in a different way, you know? So there is some validity to what you're saying, Jess. It, it is, but, but let's go back a minute. You brush your teeth in the shower. Cause I've never done that. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. All right. So maybe, maybe that's some ultra. All right, all right, continue. All right. So, so we got the fact that you're, you're, you're confusing, you're confusing your brain in a positive way. You're doing things that are uncomfortable to put yourself into that state that takes even the things you've been doing and makes it, it, it lights your superpower up. It, it puts you in the zone. Right. Right. And like I said, change, like change, uh, complacency hinders all necessary growth experiences. Life is not a one singular experience. So back to your, your, your point, Jess, we can be really good at something, but we're not a one. I don't want my life to be one note. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm really good at this. And I'm going to get everybody to do all this other stuff. And then that's just how I'm going to experience my life. You know, it's important for us to continue to grow so that we can experience, have multiple experiences to enhance you know, whatever that one thing or a couple of things are that we're, we're extremely good at. So um, where am I going with this next? So I'm just curious, like when it comes to change, do you wait for, you know, you have to change or are you conditioned to, you know, uh, take action in the change before you're forced to? I'm just curious. Let's see a show of hands. How many people consciously seek out change like Theodis? Raise your hand. Well, Be honest. No, and how many of you? No, and how many? And how many of you guys are? How many of you guys are more just like 
you're, you're right. You're waiting for change to happen. I mean, I think it depends on the phase of life you're in, but I, I, I don't know if I consciously seek out change as much as I could be honest. To me, this is really an interesting eye-opening thing to be aware, aware of. Well, it's just, it's really important because it's so easy to, you know, especially with the internet. I mean, what blows my mind now is like, you can find out the answer before you even know the appropriate question. Like that just totally like takes out a piece of the process for us to get from point A to point B. And it's almost like for me having a lobotomy, like you get this you got this this answer oh, and then you're like whoa but how did i get here like okay here's the answer let me just start implementing it into my whatever you know what i'm saying and i that was one thing i liked about our son's school is they actually they didn't teach the answer they helped the kids formulate better questions so when i think about change it's not necessarily like changing so that you know i can you know it, and, you know, just consciously thinking, I'm going to change this so this can happen. It's more so of taking that self-inventory and saying, okay, where am I at right now? What is being neglected? What's been on the back burner longer than it need to be? You know, sometimes when you're cooking, one one is one thing is it's got the heat on, on a medium high, a high, you're moving that real fast, and you got stuff on the back, just kind of staying low level and staying warm. Well, sometimes things, those things need to come to the front burner. You know, what I mean, sometimes those things need our attention and it's really important to, you know, just practice mindfulness and be aware of that. I love it. There's a Tony Robbins. I don't know. The honest, I don't even know. Are you a Tony Robbins guy or no? Yes, I am. Not like okay, a so, super, super, but yes, he's a part of my life. So, <laughs> yeah. So Tony Robbins has like these six things. I won't go into all six of them, but there's certain themes that pop up when you're talking. And one of them is about change right and the other one is about certainty and so every human being has a different balance of what they need you need a certain amount of change and a certain amount of like constant or else people get stressed out and everyone's got a different ratio but guys if you want a homework assignment for today figure out where your edge is in that balance and see if you can tip it just a little bit more towards the uncertainty right you got certainty and uncertainty uncertainty is change that's what the artist is talking about see if you can tip it just a little towards uncertainty see how it feels is it comfortable is it uncomfortable does it light you up? Does it scare you? I mean, I don't want to look at three minutes. If you have anything you want to wrap this up, you don't have time to tell the story. And most people listen, I guarantee you've heard it, but I just got to reference the fact that you are a grown man who learned to swim in your forties and then decided to swim from the mainland to Alcatraz shortly after learning to swim. Why? Or from Alcatraz to the mainland, whatever way you went, I don't know, through cold shark infested water, whatever would possess a grown man to learn to swim and then do that. That's someone who's really embracing that sort of concept of uncertainty and change. Agreed? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you don't have to do that. But I can tell you that because, well, first of all, I, you know, I'm, I've made multiple changes in my life for various reasons, but I had to, you know, take, uh, you know, take inventory, saw that something needed to happen, made a decision. Then I reached out for people who were going to support me you know, reach people out that were going to support me and not hold me accountable, but support me in being accountable to myself. Now, there's a big difference in there. You know what I mean? You hear that. You know, I want I want you to hold me accountable. That's not other people's jobs. That's our job. You know what I mean? Like 
So change that thinking. You know, I was aware. I made a decision to do something different. I, I looked for support, found people that support me, and then also created an accountability, you know, uh, support system that supported me in holding myself accountable. And then guess what? The change happened over time. And uh, it's just turned into a catalyst where my life is just totally different now. And I'm, I have no idea where it's going. I just know it's not where it was. So it was all good. I love it. I love it. All right, any last things you want to, how do you want to tie this together this morning? Well, I dare you to get brutally honest with yourself. Look in that mirror and identify what's been on that back burner for too long that needs to come to that front burner and change up a little bit. I dare you. Ha-ha! <laughs> All right. All right, you guys. I love it. Enjoy love the it. rest of your day. Have an amazing week. Talk to you soon. See you guys tomorrow. Bye, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.